everyone, and welcome to Writing Easy, the podcast that tries to take the act of writing which can be not easy and tries to make it not not easy. There, I did the joke right. Last time I screwed it up. <laughs> this time I did it. Woohoo! I don't think it was really worth it. <laughs> I... Oh, well. I am one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. So what we're talking about today is uh, the fact that sometimes you're not up for actually, like, writing writing. You know, like, it's time to sit at the computer and type in words that will be prose, that will be your thing that you're writing. Um, you know, I know, I know I don't always have the brain for that. Yeah. Um... And so, but the thing is, is that's not the only thing that counts as writing. There's a lot of other things that count. count I'm putting count in air quotes because, you know, what, what is count? Like, what is there a, a score we're keeping? No. Um, but, you know, other things that you can do if, A, your brain just is not going to make the words go, or you don't have time, or just whatever. Understand that writing is more than just tippy-tap words in prose. Did I explain that okay? Yeah, I think that's right. And I, I think this topic is really timely because yesterday I was scrolling through Facebook, as I often do, and one of my writer mm -hmm. friends posted, I was so busy this week, and I did all of these things, and I didn't do any writing. And I wanted to be like, but you did. <laughs> like You did all of these other <laughs> things that were related to your writing career. You just feel like you didn't accomplish anything because you didn't get words on the page. I think that's what we're trying yeah. to talk about today is that it, sometimes the end goal isn't just words on the page. This other stuff is valid use of your time. And, you know, self-care comes in that. Yes. Obviously, you know, it, you've got to take care of yourself. You are your instrument. You are your your materials. It's all you. So if your brain is too stressed or too tired or too whatever to work properly, you know, you have to do what it needs. You have to take care of it. Um you know, if you're an athlete and you're injured, you have to rest. If you're a musician, you have to, you know, take care of your instrument, clean it out, um, keep it in a good uh, uh, environment, that sort of thing. So it's the same idea. So self-care definitely um, fits into this. So getting enough sleep, eating the good food, getting some exercise, that's writing. That counts. Yes. <laughs> I think self-care, like when I think of self-care, I often, you know, six months ago, I was like, self-care is just like taking a bath or like painting mm -hmm. your nail. It was so, I had this image in my head that self-care was just like these girly, indulgent things that you did, um, mm -hmm. like drinking a glass of wine and reading a book and taking a bath. And then I realized, no, like self-care is anything that you do to restore and to find balance again. So mm -hmm. it is like, it is what you eat and it is exercise or getting out in space. And it is, you know, you know, um, enjoying finding pleasure and like giving yourself time and permission to do the things that you love, like read a good book. Right. But it's so much more than just like, Oh, well, as long as you drink your eight ounces of water a day, you're doing self-care. Like that's part yeah. of it, but that's not the only thing. Yeah, and, you know, the whole idea of, all right, I'm going to stay up all night and write. Yeah, that shows your hardcore. I mean, if that's what works for you, great, but that's not at all required. Getting enough sleep is is very much a good practice for a writer. Especially as we all get older, um, it gets harder to do. 
Right. Don't you ever get ideas from your dreams? Like I find I sometimes I have. Oh my god. Yeah, ideas coming to me from oh, my dreams. Sure. Yeah, I've been I've been writing down my dreams a lot lately, and yeah, so much great stuff. I but some people don't dream much, and you know, that's fine. You're still you still count. You're still valid. Um, but uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta have your brain ready. So self care is the first thing on our list of of non writing. Things that writers are, should be doing that aren't specifically writing. This is starting to sound like a listicle, but um, you won't believe what number seven is. Um, the other thing that I always like to remember to do uh, is to read. Um, reading is, it, it feel like it's, it's filling up your, uh, your brain with words. You know, just hearing them in your head and reading them. I find, if I find I'm having trouble writing, like the words aren't coming... I think about it, and I'm like, you know what? I haven't been reading much. So then I'll stop and get a book, either in the genre I'm writing or not or whatever, and I'll, you know, make sure I get back to reading because it's – I love reading, and yet somehow it's easy to forget to do. I don't know if you have that problem, Melissa. Yeah, I – it's not that I forget to read. Um, I have every intention of reading. But I do find that, well, there's two things that happen. Sometimes I'm afraid to start reading because I'm afraid it's going to influence me and my writing. Mm -hmm. And so I very much feel like, oh, I can't read this book because I'm writing something kind of similar. It's the same genre. And I don't want to accidentally absorb their stuff into my um, my work. So that's one fear mm -hmm. that I've had before and I've heard other people express. And then I think the other thing is, I have an addictive personality and I am a binge reader. So when I read, I read. I want to finish the whole book in a day or two mm -hmm. days. And so if I know that I only have a certain amount of time to write, like sometimes I will put off reading because I know I can't escape in it for eight hours. And that mm -hmm. is something that I've had to work with as well. I either have to plan to have like a reading day or like a reading weekend, or I have to say it's okay if I only read a few chapters. But I get mm -hmm. very much into the like, I got to finish this and I got to come know what's coming yeah. next. And I want to go through the whole story arc at once. Um, and mm -hmm. so that also keeps me from taking time out to read. Yeah. To which I might point out to you that there are shorter forms of things that you can read than a novel. <laughs> what? <laughs> it just started out there. You know, maybe pick a shorter <laughs> thing to read. Not uh, the Outlander 800 page book. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Now's not the time for Dune. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, since you are writing for film and television, take in a movie, watch a TV show like that is written, you know, that, that to inspire you and to, to um, nourish you. You know, you need, we're, no artist is in a vacuum. We're all influenced by each other. And so you need to, you need to keep inspiring yourself. Yeah, and I will add, so, because I do think some some TV writers and screenwriters make the mistake of believing that they just should watch film. And I think that's a part of it. Like, you should watch film and television. You should know what's on and, and get inspired through that. But you should still be reading. You should be reading the screenplays mm -hmm. because, the you know, we all know that things change between the writer's intention on the page and what they put on the page and what actually gets filmed and shot and aired. And so it is really important to take the time to read and to study how those scripts were written or to understand what the changes were between the two formats um, as it got produced. So I would say that's the other thing that I have had to think about is 
how do I make time to read scripts? Because that's something that takes effort. I have to go out and I have to find the script and, and locate it. And then I have to read it. And it's not going to be the same experience as entertainment. I'm reading a novel or a short story. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, reading for pleasure, but then also reading f with analysis. Mm -hmm. Those are kind of also two different things. So yeah, you have to read for pleasure because it's something you love and you want to, you know, get, you know, get that back in your mind this thing you love um but also to read something and dissect it a little bit and analyze it do a close reading um study it uh, and and again it doesn't matter what uh, genre or or format it is what medium um it, it really helps to look at something that you admire or that you think is well done and start to break down and say okay let's let's really look at this carefully and see why it's well done Exactly. And then that, and that really applies to graphic novels. It applies to, um, you know, video games, which have narratives in them. So like, there's a lot of other yeah. ways to get, you know, access to inspiration or inspiration around stories that isn't just, like you said, a novel. Yeah, and I think it is good to, to experience story in different ways as well. You know, like you said, just because you're writing for television, or writing for films, you know, watch the films, but also read the screenplays, but also, yeah, play a video game, um, read a book, uh, experience different genres. I, I, I know a lot of people um, in, like, uh, genres, yeah, you know, like in, in, in science fiction or whatever, they, they only read science fiction. It's like, no, read mainstream stuff, read everything. Um, it, all of that stuff, it just, it just goes into the, into the blender of your brain and it turns into a nice, healthy mush and then when you need something, you can reach back into that slurry and, and get something uh, that you useful that you need. And I, I know that's probably the most disgusting way I could have expressed that, but um, I stand by it. <laughs> Own it. <laughs> it's what I got handy, all right? Jeez, doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take care of ourselves. We're going to read a lot. We're going to experience art in uh, in whatever format we can, whether it is in within our genre or medium or not, those are all good things. Um, what else is helpful? I've got some ideas too, but I, you know, I like to. I'm thinking about research because sometimes when I'm at mm -hmm. the early stages of a project and I don't want to start writing, I'm just like trying to consume all the knowledge about that world or that character or that idea. So I love watching documentaries, which is still like watching yes. and entertainment, but it's, it's a way for me to sort of like understand more about that world and kind of get my head thinking about different ideas and possibilities and things that may come up for my characters. So I love doing any kind of research, whether it's like actually on the computer, going through a rabbit hole <laughs> on the internet, mm -hmm. or it's watching a documentary um, or reading a nonfiction book or magazine articles and newspaper articles, podcasts. Those have been um, mm -hmm. really helpful. True crime pro podcasts in particular. Always inspiring. So fun. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, you took mine. I was going to say that same thing. Research is great. Uh, you can come up with, with good ideas, especially if you're feeling a little stuck. That's a great time to go kind of, you know, refill a little bit. Go... Uh, read some nonfiction or watch a documentary or whatever, um, do some research. 
And what I do is I'm, while I'm working, I keep a list of things I need to research um, so that if I'm having a day where the brain just isn't, doesn't feel like working today, I can go to that list and be like, okay, let's, let's look this stuff up. Because if I start to do it on a day where the words are coming and I am writing well, well, that's just going to bring me to a screeching halt. So I put that aside and say, all right, well, we'll do that on a research day. And then there's some days where I sit down, I'm like, oh, okay, today's a research day. Got it. And yeah, then I'll go to that list and start looking stuff up. And it's really nice. Such a smart idea. I do the same thing for descriptions. I hate writing descriptions. Um, And that's another thing that'll send me down a rabbit hole where I have to describe someone's outfit or the room. And I, I love setting the scene. You know, I think that's really important to, to set the scene of the room and, and to, or the outfit that people are wearing because I, I find that very fascinating. But I will lose my momentum if I'm writing, you know, a, 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 the plot part of the scene or the action of the scene. Uh, so I'll just put notes in there say, describe, describe a thing, you know, and then I can go back and say, all right, today I'm going to be the costume designer. And I'm going to figure out what everyone's wearing in these various scenes. And uh, I'll bring out all my, my books and magazines and Pinterest boards and start dressing everyone. Or I'll start finding examples for people's houses and rooms and things like that and, and put that stuff in there. You know, that's the sort of thing that the work needs to be done, but doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, in the flow of the moment. It's not as creative and it's something you can fill in. And then later, you know, you'll, you'll kind of blend it in later drafts, you know, so that the the descriptions can be symbolic of what's happening and you can have people interact with stuff and, and, and make it more natural, you know, blur, blend the edges a bit. But I like to do those activities separately um, from the action of the writing, you know, do those in de- separate passes uh, because, again, I will start, you know, I'll just, I'll go, oh, what's she wearing? And then next thing I know, I've been looking up outfits for two hours and I have gotten absolutely no words written. Whereas if I had put it aside, said I'll look that up later, I could have gotten a lot done. So, Yeah, and along that same line, I find myself often doing, uh, taking a break to do like a series Bible or like a story Bible where Mm -hmm. I'm just gathering images and making playlists and pulling together information on the world of my series or my novel or my TV show. And in film and television, that becomes uh, a collateral. That's something that you get paid to do. So having that information already compiled and together will save you a lot of time and effort. But I also feel like even if you're not at the beginning of a project and you're halfway through and you're getting stuck, taking time to go back and say like, oh, do I have my cast list correct? Do I know all the characters' names? Mm-hmm. And like pulling that from the the draft that you've started writing um, is still progress because you're going to need that information at some point and it's great to have it organized. And I find the act of organizing things and visualizing things also will spur new ideas and new energy about the project and help me remember why I was in love with the project if I'm in one of those phases where I'm ready to burn the manuscript. Um, that mm-hmm. kind of act is like, oh yeah, this was a cool idea and I, I actually did like this. <laughs> like, will like help get me more momentum and move me forward. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because I think what, what might be happening is my weird theory is that you, you're coming at the same material from a different angle. And in doing that, that gives you, you know, obviously a new perspective on it. And so you think about it differently. And so other ideas are going to come up and other things to do. So, 
yeah, I think that's that's a great thing to do. Save those activities. I will say though, the the one other thing that I'm thinking about here is uh, kind of social media, but more around like embrace your community. Like, because I think we ah, often okay. look at writing as solo and instead of just focusing on me and what I do in front of my laptop or what I do in front of my computer, there's value. And what can I do for my writer's group? Like, am I in a writer's group? Like showing up online and supporting other authors, doing pitch, like there's all of these activities. And yes, this could take up your whole week if you let it, but there there's positivity and there's energy and there's um, purpose in making connections online or outside of yeah. yourself with other writers that's going to benefit you and your work at some point down the road. Yeah, especially now, I imagine it's even harder, you know, because it's not like you guys can meet at the coffee shop and uh, and read each other's stuff. It's, you can get very isolated. I think connecting with other connecting with other writers is really important. It it I find I'm always inspired whenever I talk to other people because then I kind of I feel like you know, I've, you know I'm with my tribe I feel more like a quote real writer because I'm with other writers um, yeah I think that's a really healthy thing to do whatever you can do it's a good uh, extension of self care mm -hmm. I think is that social aspect you need people even if you're an introvert because we're all introverts. You can always, whenever you have a, meet a writer, you can always yeah. just start a conversation by saying, so what are you writing? And then you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, I hope these, uh, these things have helped you out. Um, if you want to let us know some of the things that you do that are non-writing writing, writing uh, let us know on the socials, which is Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, and that's it. Yeah, those are the ones. Uh, and yeah. if you are so inclined and have some time to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing and helpful. And otherwise, we'll just remind you that, you know, writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. See you next time. Bye. Bye.